So we are live. Now I've got, if I'm, if you see my eyeballs going all over the place, it's because I've got the phone here for Instagram and then I've got the computer for everywhere else. So hey everyone. Now in today's live stream, I'm going to talk about the five ways to beat your cravings in 30 minutes. Now, uh, 30 minutes, 30 seconds. So the thing with it, right, is once you make the decision to stop drinking, then there's some practices that you need to do. So this is brain training. This is training your brain to think in new ways. And the more you train your brain to think in new ways, the more you think in new ways. And so if you say the same thing over and over again, kind of like affirmations, well, they are really affirmations, um, then you start to believe it. So you go from your conscious to your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the one where you learn a new skill. So say, for example, you drive your car. When you first started, you felt like a bit of a gumby. It felt hard. It felt difficult to drive because you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've been a passenger my whole life. And so what happens is that now you are really in your head about what to do next because there's that element of fear there. There's like, right, I don't want to step. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone that's joining. Um, I don't want to step a foot wrong in case I have a car accident, Okay. And so, but over time, you just, now you get in the car and you probably don't even pay attention to the journey or much else because you, it's, it's now stored in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is like the hard drive in a computer. And so when you program yourself with new ways of thinking and being and doing, then it's a lot easier. Like you don't, you, you, you can lose all attachment to alcohol. You can think about it, look at it, talk about it but not actually have any emotional attachment to it by doing this simple thing. And so I'm going to tell you the five ways to beat your cravings in 30 seconds or less. Um, some are practical and some of these sorts of mindset things where you want to train your brain to really think in these new, powerful and exciting ways because now you don't have to worry about alcohol. And it's also looking at it like, okay, this was who I was. Okay, cool. So I'm going through a little bit of a breakup with myself or a big breakup really and peeling yourself away from who you were and now moving into who you want to be, which is really cool because, again, that whole subconscious thing, the more you tell your brain something, the more you start to believe it and then you act it out accordingly. Whether positive or negative, you, your, your subconscious can't differentiate between that, between those. It's kind of like, when you eat fat in your body, it assimilates depending on what kind of fat it is. Um, there's no emotion around it. There's no meaning around it. It just does what it does. And so when you do that with your own mind, it's the same thing. So number one is deciding that alcohol is no longer an option. That's it. I'm done. I am not drinking anymore. That's that. Um that's the first step because if you don't make that first decision that alcohol is no longer an option, then you're still making it an option and then you're still kind of dancing around it and that's why people relapse because they are still making it an option in some way, shape or form. And so when you say alcohol is no longer an option, now you're shutting it down. That's it. That's It's a non-negotiable. This is sobriety is absolutely 100% happening. That's that. That's, that's who I am. That's who I'm becoming. And when you start closing the door on that, and this is why, yeah, this, as I said, this is why we teeter because we are unsure. We're, 
we're, we're scared. You know, it's something that you've been doing for a very long time. Now you're deciding that you don't want to do it anymore and you're scared and you will go through a process, okay? So the process is that little trigger that hasn't been resolved in your mind and body that comes up. So say, for example, you're having a dinner party, everyone's drinking wine, there's that little feeling of FOMO in your body and you're like, oh, I could just have one. I'll be all right. And then you go back into it. When you decide it's no longer an option and that's that, then you just keep reminding yourself, you bring yourself back to that. So you might have still have that little feeling, but you come on top of yourself like bam and just go, nah, that's it. It's no longer an option. I am, that's that. It's just a non-negotiable. So I need to work out a way to navigate life, navigate this dinner party, navigate the way that I interact with other people who are drinking um, in a new way. And that's when you start learning how to do that and how you start doing it with more confidence in yourself. Um, so that's number one, stop making it an option. Decide that that's it, it's a non-negotiable. Number two is to welcome in the feeling. Now, this is, this is something that I really teach very deeply. Um, it's quite, it can be quite intense, but it's so important is that when you reject those feelings, so when you're craving something, if you try and push it out and you're like, oh, I just don't want to feel that, go away, and you get angry and frustrated with yourself. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you're trying to sleep and the more frustrated you get, the more awake you become and the more you just, yeah, you, you just go through this cycle and toss and turn all night because there's this agitation, okay? And so... What you need to do with this agitation is welcome it in. So you just say welcome agitation, welcome fear, welcome frustration, and you just take your time and you feel into it as well. Hi, guys, how are we going? Um, you just feel into whatever feeling is coming up and you just sit there and you say that, like, and do it with a smile on your face as well because, again, that confuses your brain. Your brain is in this fight-flight mode. It's in tension. It's in panic. It's in worry and all of this horrible feeling. And so when you smile, it sends endorphins through your body and so you start to feel better. Now, there might be a bit of a, a battle between the two initially without, you know, but as you practice it gets a lot easier to do that and just just let it come up let that feeling come up like I spent two weeks straight in meditation not everyone has the luxury of doing that okay but <laughs> I sat on my lounge and I meditated for two weeks I got up meditated went to bed even meditated when I was going to bed I do this activity every day with myself now as well and it's this the the the, the science, I guess, behind it, I mean, without getting too technical, is that you're calming down your nervous system. So when you say, when you're because you're used to saying, I need a drink, right? Your brain's like, yep, yeah, it's an easy slide. So that subconscious part of you is just used to saying yes to alcohol. So now you're saying no to alcohol. So there's friction. So now you're creating all of this friction in yourself. And this friction shows up as agitation, anxiety, frustration, anger, stress, fear, all of these different heavy, I don't like saying negative emotions, but lower level emotions, we'll say. And when you do that, when you 
when you get into that space, it's, it's hard because the more you um, feel that, it's like a speeding train. So you get into this momentum of feeling bad, feeling bad, feeling bad, like anxiety. You might have a thought or the feeling comes up first, then you start thinking and then you attach a thought to the feeling of like, oh, I feel like this because of reasons. And we can send ourselves fucking crazy by saying things like that to ourselves. I'm like this because of this reason. Now, not saying that you can't, like, you know, there, there is merit in digging deep into childhood and understanding why you are the way you are. But on the flip of that, we can send ourselves down absolute rabbit holes of thinking this is why I am like I am. This is why this. This is why that. And don't worry, I'm saying this from experience. I navel-gazed for fucking years. I was looking at the problem and then trying to fix the problem with more feelings around the problem. It's like putting fire out with fire, okay? It doesn't work. Um, it's like dousing water out with water. It doesn't work, right? It just adds to it. And what happens is that we just make ourselves crazy because we're constantly in our heads on the, this mental masturbation, basically, just going round and around and around, like I'm this because, I'm this because, and this is happening because, and blah, 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 blah. So when you get into the feeling, it just, it, it, it's challenging, especially when you first start this doing this, if you haven't done this sort of thing before, when you welcome up the feeling, it, you, it can be intense, right? So if you go into welcoming the feeling of craving, and this is, this is your homework, okay? Go, go into the feeling of craving, right? And then go and sit down somewhere and just go, welcome craving. Welcome feeling like I need a drink right now. Welcome neediness. And just whatever comes up, just welcome it in and feel it in your body. Don't go into your head, just feel it in your body, right? And you, you will. You'll experience all of these feelings that you've been pushing down and drinking over the top of for so long and it will feel intense, but you just write it out, okay? So you go, all right, well, craving, craving might be so strong for you and so visceral that you, you're going to have to go through the fire to really feel it and let it come up. And when you do that, it starts to dissolve. It loses its charge. And this is the work. When you have no emotional charge around cravings, right, you just stop. You don't feel anything anymore. It just goes away. And so when we do, and hang on, what was I going to say? just lost what I was going to say. Um, and that's where you find your peace. That's where you let these emotions come up and you just bring them up. You're like, all right, bring it on. And if you have like this bring it on attitude, like, come on, well, I'm here for it. Let's do it. Then you're in charge, okay? You're not letting your emotions run you anymore. You're not letting your feelings run you. You're actually deciding to feel that. So something I have done, I don't really do it anymore, um, I'm also for my work and, and just understanding so that I can share more information and experience with you guys, but I do trigger checks. So if I'm in a social situation where, like, say, at a pub or around friends who are drinking or whatever, I actually make myself feel triggered so i'll look at okay is there any triggers coming up in me right now and if there is there's like okay well where's that coming from nostalgia it's usually nostalgia that that's something that was really profound for me is going all i'm chasing is the bloody nostalgia it's not it's not even the liquid it's the liquid is just a liquid right i've got a big tea here hang on there we go 
Um, <laughs> not vodka. <laughs> it's just a liquid, right? And but we've created all of this meaning, meaning and all of this attachment to this silly, 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 silly little liquid. And that, that's all it is in its most raw form. And so when you're in a social situation and everyone else is drinking, you're actually triggered by feeling self-conscious, right? Um, you're triggered by everyone's having a good time. They're on a level, all right? And you're not feeling that. You're feeling a bit left out. There's that trigger of just being so used to being that person. And now think of it like this. All you're doing, all you're doing is taking the liquid out and relearning how to interact and how to socialise and how to be without this liquid. You, you, you stop things every other day, right? You stop doing certain things that you probably don't even notice that you stop doing. You kind of just something clicks in your mind. You have a little shift in your mind and you're like, you just stop doing it. And so that's why I trivialise alcohol so much. That's, that's the point. The more you minimise and trivialise it to just a liquid, it has no power anymore because it has no meaning. You know, and people have said to me, good luck because I didn't do AA. <sighs> Don't get me started, right? It's such a limiting belief. That is his limiting belief projected onto me believing that because I'm not clinging onto the side of the pool as an alcoholic, um, that I'm going to relapse. But it's it's just it's messed up. It's such backwards thinking in that this is just something you're doing in your life. This is it. That's all it is. And so when you attach yourself to this meaning of what you think it means about you, then you're staying intrinsically attached to it. And so when you trivialise it, it's just, it's just a liquid, that's it. You know, it just feels easier to let go of. Okay, so that's probably one of my favourite things, to, most favourite things to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, all right, so this one's a bit more practical. Uh, a lot of people try to do this one thing for the long term, but... It doesn't really work. You've got to do the inner work. You've got to do that mindset work because if you don't, then, yeah, like a lot of people do go, I'm using willpower, and then they drink, eat, or do something else, okay? This is a really important aspect of it, but it can't be the only aspect because if you just rely on every day going, right, I'm not going to drink today, I'm just going to have another drink of something else. I'm going to have a tea or I'm going to go for a walk. Now, in saying that, the paradox of that is that doing that repeatedly, then you are training your brain to think in different ways. But a lot of people don't know that, right? They don't think of it like that. It's more so I'm using willpower, so therefore when I socialise with my friends, I'm going to have mineral water or a Coke or whatever. But the whole time they're on tender hooks, they're on edge. Like you don't want to live your life on edge like that. Who does, all right? And you know, that's why it's so important to have, you know, that multifaceted thing of having substitutes, making new friends outside of your drinking friend circle, doing activities, taking up something new, all right, so that, that you can really immerse yourself in. Mine was business. I threw myself into business. I mean, I already had a business, but I knew that it was, but it was failing 
because of my drinking, right? I mean, how can you coach people and help them in their own lives when you're a sinking ship yourself? So I knew I had to fix that. But anyway, that's another video. So when you immerse yourself in something that, that's pure and wholesome and fun that you can really learn and get into, then you're distracted. Like you've got a new focus now. This is a whole new thing. And alcohol just seems ridiculous. Like, and it does. It becomes pointless. Okay. I just lost your Instagram, but we're back. Um, okay. So that's that one. The next one is journaling. If you don't have a notebook, get one. If you go to, actually, I don't have it on the website. I will make sure it's on the website. Um, I have a, do I? No, it is on the website. Now, actually, if you go to my profile on any platform that you're on and click on the sobertribe.com forward slash AF link, then that will take you. There's some freebies there. And then there's also a journaling pack, sobriety journaling pack. But journaling helps you get all of the madness up here onto paper and it helps you get to that, get that clarity. It helps you ground yourself. It, it just gets all of this mess. Now, Again, just being careful with the whole mental masturbation thing. So journaling can become that. So in order for it to be effective, you need to ask yourself questions. Um, I have done all different ways, and I do teach this in the sobriety journaling pack. So in that pack, you get 460-plus um, journal prompts on all areas. So not just sobriety, but health, relationships, career, money, everything. Um you also get a digital journal and a training to teach you how to journal in a way that is effective, that will get you the results, okay? So um, I was going to say now, with journaling, you can do something. I do, I've done this before. I haven't done it recently, but a conversation with God. Now, you can call it God, conversation with someone who's passed away. You can have a conversation with yourself, okay? So your yourself has all the answers in there and when you get into this flow of just writing and you have this dialogue back and forth, right, you can even do it with your dog. Dog can't write but you're writing for the dog. So it doesn't really matter where it's coming from because the answers will come through you anyway. So just having this back forth dialogue with imaginary person or imaginary therapist will really help you get to the guts and the truth and there are some things that you might not want to hear but you need to hear. So that's journaling. And then number five is to slow down. Slowing down is key because you've got to get yourself out of that panic because craving and then you say, no, I don't want alcohol, creates panic. Your brain, it's getting going, it's alarmed. It's freaking you out. So your whole nervous system then kicks in and you start to feel fear. Now, when you slow yourself down using breathing or just kind of just slowing your movements down, slowing your thinking down, then you're, you're getting yourself out of that frazzled state. Um, yeah, that's kind of all we've got to say about that one. So just simple slow down. So I've got a special offer at the moment where I'm doing one session for $99 or three sessions for $198. Now, the sessions are helping you clear these cravings. So I work with you to get rid of that feeling of craving. Now, one session's good if you want to have a kind of taster, but three sessions really packs a punch. Now, in this package, you get 
three sessions. So whether on Zoom or you can come to my location in Palm Beach on the Gold Coast if you're near me, um, you get my 30 days alcohol-free alcohol free in 30 days challenge. You get messenger support. So unlike other therapists, you can message me between. Okay, so you have access to that. You also get, what else do you get? Let me put, have a quick look on here. You get an initial consultation. So that's a bonus consultation where we plan out the um, sessions. And also, if you do the three sessions, you get my kick the cans and bottles guarantee that if you are still craving alcohol after working with me, it provided you do the work. It's very much about you do the work. Can't drive, can't have, I can't give you a car and you not drive it and get, expect to get somewhere, you'll drive the car. So if you do the work and you are still craving alcohol, I will work with you for free until you do. That's how confident I am. Like, you don't need to fuck around with this. Let's just get on with it. Let's just get you off the booze, feeling great in yourself and working on the next amazing thing, whether it's finding love or working on yourself or moving or starting a new career, like whatever it is. So, again, one session, like the normal, normally one session is $150, but it's $99 Aussie dollars, which is a friggin' bargain, really. Think about what alcohol is costing you right now. How much does it cost you with your relationships, your finances, your self-esteem? Weigh it up, okay? And then also the three sessions is $198. So all you need to do is send me a message and then we'll book in your first free consult. Um, and then get you all organized, create a plan and get you sober so you're feeling good in yourself and create the next phase of your life. So, again, send me a message if this interests you and I will talk to you guys very soon. Have a great day.